Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. So uh, I'm going to carry on. We've been doing the the series now right from the beginning of the year. And I am absolutely chuffed to have this verse after last week. Because I believe God is going to build on last week. And uh, so I really want you to open up your heart. I want you to uh, just receive by faith what God wants to do in your life today. And the word he wants to bring based on last week, based on what the whole series of what God wants to do. And so we're going to go to Deuteronomy 28 again, and we're going to read it up until the verse that I'm going to be sharing with you today. So you might have a Bible, you might have an iPhone. If you're here for the first time, you'll see people on iPhones. They're not on Facebook. Hopefully they are looking at their Bibles. They're not texting each other, are we, church? No, we don't do that. So let's go to Deuteronomy 28 then, and let's start reading. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Wow. And all these, sh- these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed you shall be in the city, and blessed you shall be in the country. I'm do- I do both of those, so that's really cool. I live in the country and work in the city, so thank you, Lord. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed, shall be, blessed you shall be when you come in, and blessed you shall be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated. Everybody cheer. Before your face. They shall come out against you one way and um, flee from you seven ways. A bigger cheer. So this is the verse today. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is given you. And I am so overjoyed to be speaking this after last week. I just believe that God is layering upon layering revelation, understanding, positioning us for something greater. Because who knows that our tomorrow is greater than our today and our future is greater than tomorrow. It's like God wants to do so much more with our lives as Scott Wilson um, preached Uh, Last Sunday night, he wants to do super and abundantly over than what we've ever asked or thought. Something like that anyway. And so I really just amazed by how God is setting us up. Ever felt like you're setting up being set up many times? But I just want to go back to the beginning of this, this section of scripture. And God really highlights something that we cannot miss in this series. If we miss this key thing, then we're not going to grasp what God really wants to do with our lives. And the key thing, the key to all these blessings that God wants to pour out, I mean, if we lived just up to verse 8, I mean, talk about supernatural life. Talk about a life that we never, ever could think of or imagine. If we really adhere to these scriptures, if we really take a hold of these scriptures, I can't even imagine how amazing our lives will be. 
So we've really got to take stock. We've really got to think, God, how can I apply this? How can I walk out of church and on Monday morning do exactly what you've said? And it all hangs like on the verse 1 and 2 about obedience. If we miss the fact that we have to be obedient, then we've missed the point. We've missed the key. We've missed the very thing that unlocks the blessings of God. Blessed is better. Yeah, who wants to be cursed? Blessed is definitely better. So we know that. It's a done deal. It's a given. It's a no-brainer. But, you know, it all hangs on our heart and it all hangs on hearing the voice of God. He says, if you obey my voice and you do what I ask you to do, then you will receive the blessings. And, you know, I think about it many a time that when we uh, obey, then there's always a benefit. Sometimes obeying is a little hard you know, even as a kid, you know, you, you, you sort of, you know that your parents are right, but it goes against everything within you to obey what they're telling you to do. You know, I remember the kids, uh, I remember, I mean, as a parent, you see them running towards a road and you just, you, you shout, you just say, stop, because you know there's a benefit to them obeying you and a, be- a benefit to them and a benefit to the parent. You know, you remember that time when you're, you're a little kid, for those of you who are parents, then you remember that you're holding a cup of tea or something and, and, the, and the kid just wants to put their hand, they want to grab the cup of tea and you're just going, hot, hot, ooh, ow, ow, hot. <laughs> the kid's sort of standing like, yeah, okay. It's hot, you know, hot, ooh, you know. And it, it doesn't, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> the kid hasn't got a clue what you're saying, but somehow you, you, you get this. In fact, the best sound in the whole world is ah, 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 ah. <laughs> See, you were sleeping right then, now you're awake. <laughs> Even our dog understands ah, 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 ah. <laughs> If there was ever a language that just went above every other language, is ah, ah, ah. You see, when we, when we do what we're, we're asked, when we do what we're told to do, there is actually a benefit. And even sometimes when it goes against the very core of our human nature, we know that because God is a God of love, that when he asks us to do what he wants us to do, we know there's going to be a benefit. And it's incredible. I mean, even our dog obeys, right? We've got this brown Labrador, and we can actually... She's so greedy. She is so greedy. <laughs> Um, it's the only way to train her is through her greediness. And so we can sit her down and we can get a morsel of food and, and we can actually like place it on her nose like that. <laughs> and it sits on her nose, this morsel of food, and you're going, stay, stay, stay. And she'll wait there for absolutely ages. No, stay. And then all of a sudden you go, go on then. (laughs) And she flips the morsel of food and it goes into her mouth. She even gets a benefit through obedience. (laughs) Are you catching my drift here? It is good to obey. You know, um, even Jesus had to obey. And it says in that scripture in Hebrews, it says, though he was a son, Hebrews 5 verse 8, Yet he learned obedience through his suffering. You see, there's the part of us, there's our flesh that just doesn't want to go through it. And what you'll be wrestling with this whole series, as you're trying to hear what God wants to set you to do to unlock that blessing, you'll be wrestling with your flesh. 
Because sometimes it's easy. You know, you hear God and you think, whoa, that's easy. And then you hear God and you go, no, I do not want to do that. Let's be honest. That hurts. That is like the opposite to how I feel right now. But I want to tell you, if you can get past that, just as Jesus said, oh, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to go through this. But he went through that through obedience. He suffered on the cross through obedience. Talk about suffering from obedience. Uh, through obedience. I married Kevin <laughs> 26 years ago, and I have suffered ever since. <laughs> My point is, 26 years ago... <laughs> I had in my marriage vows to honour and obey. Ooh, that's controversial, isn't it? Because I understand how he is the covering over our marriage. I understand that he is the head over our marriage. I understand that he loves me and he wants the best for me. I love him, I want the best for him. I did not take obey out of my marriage vows because I wanted us to be unified. I wanted us to have want the same things. Now, if he says, woman, cup of tea, now, then I'll just say, sling your hook. <laughs> but there is an understanding because obe- obedience... Yeah, try that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you don't see him next week, you know why. But you know what? It's amazing because obedience comes from a relationship. Obedience isn't a demand. And obedience is wanting what the other person wants. And obedience has a, 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 a clear vision, a unified vision, something that you want together. And so it is with our relationship with God that we want that he wants the best for us. We want what he wants for us. And so we've got to trust him as we incline our ear to him and say, what is it you want me to do? What is it you want me to do to unlock the blessing so you can command a blessing upon my life? And be prepared, friend, if it's just a little bit uncomfortable. God is with you all the way. God knows the end result. God's ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So, friend, if it feels a little bit uncomfortable, trust him. You're in a covenant. You're in a relationship. And all you've got to do is start inclining your ear to the voice of God. Some of you may never have heard the voice of God before. But I tell you what, he is speaking the whole time. He's the one who called you here. He's the one who is leading you and guiding you. He's the very voice that you found him in the first place. Now, I want to go on to this verse and start unpacking it. So remember, everything, the the blessings are through obedience. With me? So, in verse 8, it says, The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. And that word command means to literally take charge. So God wants to take charge and command that blessing through obedience on your life today. And this is why I'm so excited because we had first fruits last week that God is just setting it up again. And he says, I will take charge over your blessings. It's like he's made it his responsibility. It's personal. I'm going to do that as you obey my voice. And that word storehouse, it's amazing. It literally means storehouse, storehouse um, barn. And it means to, to um, heap together. It's a place where they used to bring their grain, where they used to bring the wine, and they used to store it. It's a place of protection. It's a place um, of receiving and giving. Um, it's a place of stewardship. 
Um, it's a place that is vital to sustain life. Yeah. They brought their grain, they brought their wine. <laughs> vital to, to sustaining life. And, uh, <laughs> but it's the same word. That word storehouse is exactly the same word that Pastor Julian used last Sunday in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. I'm using the New King James, by the way, most of the time. Where it says, honour the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. It's the same word. It's the same word. And so storehouse, it doesn't say I will bless you and your storehouse. It says storehouses. There's more than one. There's more than one. And, you know, the storehouses, I was thinking about, the storehouse is the church. This is the storehouse. This is the place of protection. This is the place of when you're giving. This is the place of receiving. This is a place vital to sustain life. This is the place that you come. But there's also the storehouses of your own house is a storehouse. Your bank is a storehouse. And God says he wants to command, take charge over a blessing on you in your storehouses. But what we've got to get right first is we've got to establish a principle and establish something that affects the other storehouses. And it's getting it right for the kingdom of God first. And so in Malachi 3 verse 10, 11, you'll be very familiar if you've been around church for a while. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. This is this house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out on for you such a blessing that there will be no room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Friends, if we get the, the giving right, if we get the, the, the Lord to speak to us of what to do, to bring your tithes and bring your offerings and bring your first fruits and the first of your increase into the storehouse then he can command a blessing. It is vital that we get that right first so that the blessing is upon our lives to affect the other storehouses in our lives. Can I hear an amen? Because there is a principle, there is a kingdom of seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. And God is saying, come on, come on, try me in this. Bring your tithes into the storehouse. Bring your possessions into the the storehouse. Bring, bring your first fruit in the storehouse because I want to command such a great blessing upon your life. I'm literally going to open up the windows of heaven yeah. Amen. Yeah. and I'm going to pour out such a blessing on your life. Now I'm getting goosebumps, I don't know about you, <laughs> but I'm going to pour out such a blessing on your life that you can't actually contain it. Yeah. It's going to overtake you. And there have been literally times in my life that I am so blessed. I have no words. I, have, I am literally gobsmacked before God. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I never thought, I never imagined 
how much of a blessing could come into my life. But God says, if you do this first, if you make sure you bring it into the storehouse, if you listen to my voice, if you do what I ask you to do, I will pour out such a blessing that you cannot contain it. This is the year of breakthrough. This is the years of miracle. And this is what God wants to do in your life. It says, I will open up the windows of heaven. Imagine if all of us tithed in this house today. How much of an open heaven would we have? I mean, worship was awesome, but imagine how even more awesome worship would be if we all brought in our tithes into the house and he opened up the heavens. Because your tithe opens up the heavens, ready for him to pour out the blessing. So if we all come and we all open up the heavens, well, I think I might just pass out. <laughs> because when God comes in the house, do you remember that scripture where they just they had to run out the temple because God was so full and got so big in the place. He was literally overflowing in the place because that's what God wants to do. Because he loves us and we are in a relationship. Something happens. Now, we're not bringing grain and we're not bringing wine into the church, are we? bless you if you did today (laughs) but we're bringing of our life we're bringing of who we are we're bringing of what God has given us we're we're bringing of literally our, our family our work our every place of life and we're saying I'm giving it to you right now I'm honoring you first yeah so that you will pour out a blessing upon my storehouses and on me. It says, on me, in my storehouse. So something incredible happens when you take that. It goes from something that is ordinary, something that is natural. And God goes, boom! And turns the super onto the natural. Something that was limited becomes unlimited. Something that actually probably is pretty lifeless suddenly springs to life. Suddenly starts multiplying. Suddenly starts increasing. When we just obey the voice of the Lord and said, yeah, I honor you first. I'm going to bring my tithes into the storehouse. And as we do that, boom. I would hate to be the devourer. Imagine God standing over your tithe and your offering. And the devourer. <laughs> comes along wants to put his wants to steal from you God says you know you do that I'm going to protect your finances I'm protecting your life when we talk about finances it's your life and he says I stand over it and I rebuke the devourer imagine if you were the devourer you stand no chance no chance whatsoever Imagine how amazing to have God standing over your life and blessing and commanding that blessing. So when you come, I want you to know you're unlocking the super over the natural. He will open up the windows. You know, we forget the power of that very thing. We say, let's just send around the offering baskets today. And we go, yeah, okay, there you go done my bit for today I feel good (laughs) 
I feel good. But you know what? It's power. It is power. It is incredible. It is testimony. It's the glory of God. It's just incredible. Such an honor to do so. I love it. I absolutely love it, giving to God. I absolutely love sowing into people's lives. I can't think of anything more amazing than to see someone's life blessed because God has told me what to do. Anyone, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, God is positioning us, okay? Now, there is a grace over our lives that God will provide for us. But listen to this. In Luke 12, 24, it says, Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn. And God still feeds them. That's the grace of God. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And here you see the grace of God upon our lives. That he, is, he will supply for us. He will because of the grace of God. Do you remember the children of Israel wandering around the desert and he supplied for them. But there is a promised land and there is a place of blessing that we need to enter into. Now remember when Noah sent out ravens from the ark. He sent out the ravens to, to, to see for the dry land, to see if there was dry land. And as uh, he sends it out, the raven goes out, and it goes to and fro. Now, ravens feed on flesh. Ravens feed on decomposing flesh. Is that the right word? Yeah. And so he sent the raven out from the ark, and it never came back. There was probably quite a lot of decomposing flesh in the waters. It went to and fro until in the end it found the ground. But it never came back to the storehouse, the ark. It never came back. And it's like our flesh nature, nature, that we can just live by our flesh, going from flesh to flesh, even feeding on other people's flesh. We can feed on the doubt. We can feed on the cynicism. We can feed on the judgment. We can feed on the fear. We can feed on the worry. We can feed all those things. And we're just feeding on flesh. We're just doing our own thing. We can go about and we can do that. And God says, you know what? I'll still provide for you. There'll still be flesh there. But the raven does not have a storehouse. The raven does not sow. And the raven does not reap. Unlike the dove who came back to the ark. A dove is considered clean, a raven unclean. The dove is one that reaps and sows. It eats the seed and it releases the seed. (laughs) And so it sows and it reaps really naturally. (laughs) Unlike the raven who stores up nothing The dove has ability to reproduce. The dove has an ability to have an effect where it will uh, sow a seed and cause greater abundance. And Noah sends out the ark and and the, the dove comes back with a freshly plucked olive branch. The waters have receded. He's another seven days and he sends out the, the dove again. This is our nature in God. Coming back 
to him, coming back to the storehouse. He comes back with a leaf, the sign of, um, of providence, the sign of, uh, of just the, the, the healing, the sign of peace, the sign of victory, the olive uh, tree, the sign of the church, the sign of Israel. It's the promise coming back saying, yes, this is it. This is the time. This is time to start again in righteousness. This is righteousness. And Lord, we have a choice that we can either be a raven or we can be a dove. I reckon most of the time we're raven. We're raven because we, 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 don't, we don't look at the greatness of what God can do in our lives. We don't look at the, the sowing and the reaping that we can unlock that blessing that God wants to pour upon our lives. We're just going from one doubt to another doubt. We're going from one worry to another worry. And that scripture about the raven opens up at, right at the end. It, it talks about don't worry because, you know, the fields are adorned and how much more you be adorned and all the rest of it. But at the end of that scripture, it says, seek first the kingdom of God. Yeah. So you've got a choice. You can either just do as the world does or seek first the kingdom of God and then all these things shall be added to you. You've got a choice sitting in your chair right now. Either you can live in the natural and live in the flesh and just, yeah, get by or you can choose the supernatural or you can choose the blessing from God or you can choose to sit here today and God command that blessing that you enter into a new dynamic. You enter into a place that you've never been before. Faith is stirred in your heart. Something happens within you. Your your natural gets turned into super the blessings start becoming abundant in your life they start opening up the heavens open up he pours it out again upon your life and then you're able to sow and reap even more an increase and more of an increase upon your life and this is the choice that we have to be ravens or doves we seek the promised land or we just seek the desert how much greater will it be to live as a church with hope and promise quite naturally reproducing because of our relationship with Jesus Christ because we want to do what he wants to do we want to incline our ear we want a relationship with him that just goes into a realms that we've never known before Galatians 6 verse 8 says for he who sows to his flesh will of his flesh reap corruption but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life And I'll just quickly go on to the next part of the scripture. And after that, it says, And all to which you set your hand, there will be a blessing. Of Deuteronomy 28, verse 8. All to which you set your hand, there will be a blessing. And I want to read this scripture because this just pulls the whole lot together. In 2 Kings 4, 1 to 7, it says, A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be the slaves. So Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, Go borrow borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors. Um, empty vessels do not gather just a few for when you have come in you shall shut the door behind you and your sons then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones so she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons she brought the vessels to her and she poured it out now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son bring me another vessel and he said to her there is not 
another vessel, so the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your sons will live. What an amazing story. I mean, incredible story. What do you have in the house? And she says, Oh, I don't have anything in the house. All I have is a jar of oil. And I want to ask you today, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your hands that God wants to bless? What do you have? You see, you might not be recognizing it right now, but you have something that God can command that blessing on. You have something. You see, you, you, you might be a single mother. You might be unemployed. You might be widowed, just how this woman is. You might not have... You might not have hardly anything, but I want you to understand, don't say to yourself, there's nothing in the house. Don't say to yourself, I'm not in a position for God to move. Don't say to yourself, well, there's nothing. I've got nothing to give. Don't say that, because there is always something in the house. There is always something in your hand. And he said to the woman, do you know what? Take a hold of that jar of oil, that store of oil. Take a hold of it and you pour it into as many vessels. You do that. And she obeyed Elisha. She could have looked at it and said, oh, no, no, no. Especially if I'm going to be going around all my neighbors and I'm going to be like, I'm really going to embarrass myself because I've got to collect them first. Then I've got to start pouring. But friends, we've got to start pouring. We've got to start giving of what we have. It is easy. It is easy to sow. It is easy. It is wonderful to be able to sow. All which you put your hand to in your work, in your family, in the church, in school, in uni, in everything, you can start pouring the oil. What is that thing in your hand that you can turn from something that is insignificant into a significance? Where is it that you can start pouring that and allowing God to do the miracle in your life what is it and uh, you know I I remember the other day uh, Joe's got a new new car well an old new car and uh, the battery went flat on it hadn't been driven for a while and so we had to uh, we had to go with our Land Rover and jump start his car and uh, so there we are he's got this little Clio and uh, well, then we have our Land Rover. And we had to get, you know you have to really get it right to put the red one on the red one and the black one on the black one. Don't touch the jump leads together because you're going to get something really nasty happening on. So we had to do the right thing. And uh, he's turning his car over before and it's just like, oh no, he's not going anywhere in that thing. So after a little while, the Land Rover was a little tricky to work out where the black and the red is. Just want to say that. It's not because I'm a woman. It just is different, okay? (laughs) I remember cars having a little pin thing like that, black and red. Yeah, everybody else? Land Rover. (laughs) Okay? So here we are, and we're putting the... (laughs) We're having to put the the jump leads on because this thing is lifeless. And here we are. We've got... I'm looking at this big Land Rover, big bonnet. Little Cleo. And and then it's, it's... The engine is running. It's... You know... And then he turns over the Clio. Still nothing. Like, ah! Okay, so he does it again, he does it again. And I remember that very moment that suddenly his little Clio came into life. 
And we're all in training, actually. We're all submitting our lives unto Jesus, being vessels of honor. I want to be a vessel of honor. I want to be a vessel that doesn't hold back, but gives and gives and gives. I most importantly want to hear the voice of God that I don't miss out on what he wants to do in other people's lives, but also what he wants to do in mine. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord God has given you. You will be a blessing. You will possess lands. You will inherit. And greater will be your influence. We're looking for the promised land. The righteous, in Psalm 37, 29, the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell in it forever. Psalm 37, 3, trust in the Lord and do good, dwell in the land and feed on its faithfulness. God wants to command a blessing over your life. Will you be a raven or will you be a dove? Will you be a blessing? In this house, in your own house, God wants to command a blessing over your lives and it is good because God wants to bring breakthrough not just for you but for people around you too and so we're going to enter in to an amazing time of sowing and reaping but doing what God really needs us to do for his kingdom Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.